reading from the book of Mark, chapter 8, verse 22 through 26. They came to Bethsaida. Some people brought a blind man to him and begged him to touch him. He took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village. And when he had put saliva on his eyes and laid his hands on him, he asked him, Can you see anything? And the man looked up and said, I can see people, but they look like trees walking. Then Jesus laid his hand on his eyes again, and he looked intently, and his sight was restored, and he saw everything clearly. Then he sent him away to his home, saying, Do not even go into the village. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Hi, will you pray with me? Holy and gracious God, send your spirit upon us, that as your scripture has been read and your word is proclaimed, we may hear with joy what it is you have to say to us this day. Amen. Did you like our opening video for those of you that saw it? Yesterday I showed it to my son Jacob and he just rolled his eyes and said, that's silly. And I responded with, do you even know me? Of course it's silly. Everything I do is silly. And of course it's goofy because after Easter, I always feel a little silly. I always feel a little sassy, like there's a little bit of extra strut in my step. And I think it's a totally appropriate attitude for Christians post-Easter. Because come on. Jesus rose from the dead. He conquered death and darkness is no more. No grave can hold him. No boundary is uncrossable for the risen Christ who through defeating death teaches us how to live, how to really live. And that's rock and roll, baby. You ready for it? Get your motor running. Head out on the highway. I'm going down looking for adventure. And whatever comes our way. <laughs> no, darling, go and make it happen. Take the world in a love embrace. Fire all of your guns at once and explode into space. I'm a true nature's child. I knew I was born, born to be wild. We can climb so high. I'm never gonna die. Born to be wild. You now. Born to be wild. You. Yeah. Born to be wild, baby. That is Jesus. Jesus was the ultimate wild child. He scandalized the religious community with his bad habits and the way that he fearlessly broke the rules. And we're going to look at some of these stories in the next few weeks that brand Jesus as one who was born to be wild. And today, we look at one of those times. It's the time that Jesus spit. I know it's kind of gross, and we know that spitting is a nasty habit. 
It brings to mind scenes of disgust and demoralization. To spit in someone's eye is to deliberately do something to annoy or humiliate them, whether literally or figuratively. So what is Jesus doing going around spitting in people's eyes? In fact, there are three different accounts in the Bible of Jesus using his spittle or his saliva to heal. Some scholars believe that this is, um, goes, goes back to this ancient idea or appreciation of bodily fluids like spit and blood and their ability to heal in and of themselves, thinking that blood and spit have healing properties. So it would make sense, these scholars say, for Jesus to spit. In the Gospel of John, the story where um, Jesus heals a man born blind, Jesus actually spits into the dirt and makes mud or clay, and then he cakes that on the man's eyes. That is what's healing. And of course, in that story, it's very reminiscent of God making Adam and Eve out of the mud, out of the clay. I'm intrigued by an idea that Leonard Sweet uses in his book, the bad habits of Jesus. To set the stage, we need to remember that anyone in the ancient Jewish community that was unclean, meaning, among other things, having any sort of disability, they were separated, absolutely separated from the community. They were outcast, they were debased, Further, this particular man, as we hear, Jesus encounters in Bethsaida. And in the Gospel of Matthew, we know that Bethsaida is one of the cities that Jesus, is cur- Jesus curses because of its inability to repent. So this poor guy already has two strikes against him. He's blind and he's from Bethsaida. Those that were with Jesus, those of the religious community, they possibly already felt a sense of great distaste for this man and judgment of him, condemning him because of those two things. But Leonard Sweet writes this. Imagine the shock Or perhaps not, when Jesus faced the man and spat upon the ground. Perhaps everyone around him was nodding in approval, thinking that Jesus was obviously showing his contempt for this outcast Jew. But then Jesus did the unthinkable. He reached down gathered up the spittle and some dirt, made a poultice of mud and applied the clay to the man's eyes. Leonard Sweet goes on to say, Jesus' healings spit in the eye of tradition and illuminate the truth of God's love even for 
the outcast. In the midst of this slightly disconcerting story to our modern ears, spit's kind of gross. And especially now in COVID, we don't want to be sharing spit around or wiping it in people's eyes. In the midst of this story is a statement of true love and care for all people, especially those whom humanity has pushed to the outside. For this blind man, Jesus heals him, toppling all preconceived ideas about how this man should be treated and instead treats him with respect, restoring him to right relationship to the community and ultimately with God. And then Jesus does a very curious thing. He sends him away, but he says, don't go to the village. Valerie Bridgman, who reflected on this particular scripture in relation to Juneteenth last year, the celebration of the emancipation of those who were slaves or were enslaved in the United States. She considers the idea that once you see, you cannot unsee. She writes this. So Jesus did a laying on of hands, and this time the man looked intently. That phrase gives me cause. He looked intently. That is to say he tried. He wanted to see the people as more than trees. If you remember in the scripture, at first he was like, I just see trees. They're moving around. Now he's looking to see them as people instead of trees. And his effort, along with Jesus' touch, brought him to fully restored sight, and he saw everything clearly. She wishes the text said he saw everyone clearly. At least he began to see people as people, as human. And I hope, says Valerie Bridgman, that it also means that they were seen as important, as valuable, as of worth. After his sight is completely restored, she writes, Jesus tells the man not to go into the village. How odd. Except I think I do understand that for some people, it's hard to go back to the village, the place where they couldn't see at all. I think complete sight and the ability to never unsee is radical healing and revolutionary change. You can never go back to business as usual or relationships the way they were. This whole story is a bit uncomfortable. I mean, spit in the eye, the command to not go home. But the whole thing is the age-old transformation that God asks of each of us. Be renewed. And then upon renewal, don't go back to your old ways, your old habits that might reinforce who you were. 
Because Christ died that you might have new life. It's up to us to honor the sacrifice and live with new habits, even ones considered bad by the world. Habits like welcoming the stranger and outcast, championing the marginalized and unwanted, speaking up for those who have no voice, and taking the world in a big old love embrace. Because, my friends, if Jesus could embrace his wild side, then we should too. I pray these have been the words of the Lord for us this day. Amen.